Hey, I, my favorite podcast intro is the classic, are we recording this? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a beginning befitting our noble podcast. So. It, 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 it's, it's better than the podcast recording where you're like, oh shit, I realized we weren't recording for the last half hour, let's start doing this now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, just, you know, breaking news, Tommy LaStella doubles Addison Russell scores. We, nice. we draw within one for this very oh, important oh. spring training game. Oh, we already gave up runs? Oh, yeah. Jake Lamb doubled. Yeah, I'm, I'm blacked out of this uh, of this game. <laughs> wait, you're, you're blacked out of a spring tra- Oh, wait. Where where are you right now? In New Mexico. In this oh, Arizona okay. Diamondbacks. Yeah, since it's, since it's a D-backs game. Also, is it unusual for it to be 60 degrees in New Mexico in March? I would think that would be pretty par for the course in the desert. Well, I live in the mountains, so it's different. But even then, oh, I gotcha. But even then, like, I really like, understand geography. Um, like, the, like the, mm-hmm. it's more, it's more like the Rockies up here. Like, think think of it more like Western Colorado where I live. Oh, okay. Also, I have uh, a, a, a comic friend of mine staying with me, and he's here just catching only my part of this conversation. <laughs> and he's just looking at me like I'm an idiot. So this is this is fun. Uh, he said that's par for the course. Also accurate. Okay. Anywho. All right. So let's uh, you know, ignore this very exciting spring training game and jump on in. <laughs> yep. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So yeah, the Fowler deal. So, um, so, so, so the Coughlin, yeah. So the Coughlin deal broke, and uh, you know, I was kind of laughing about it a bit. And mm-hmm. who did who did they move Coughlin for again? I can't even remember was, the guy's uh, name. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. That's right. Yeah, when so I the yeah, much heralded Aaron Brooks. When I first started writing about it, I thought, well, you know, maybe he's kind of intriguing. He could fit in the back of a bullpen somewhere. He's got options, but I think it was just there were thirty minutes where no one really understood what happened, and then obviously, yeah, it was real funny too. Because like it was, oh, it was, it was also funny because like I said on Twitter, like everyone was like, oh no, not Chris Coglin, and I was like. Where were all these people last season when yeah. everyone was bitching about Coglin getting playing time and you know people were like, Oh, he's got good light drive rates and all that stuff and but it was it was crazy to me the way people flipped out about that deal. It was like, what do you expect to get from a fourth outfielder? Like what like you really I, mean, I, thought he, he, I thought he was good enough to start on like a you know a second division team or something. It's not like he which is where he went. Which is where he went. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a good deal for the A's, but but yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, what I'm just saying, like, what return do you expect from that? Like, realistically speaking, especially when you're as loaded as every like at every position as the team is right now and the lineup is right now, you're not gonna get like a like you're not gonna get a number three starter. Yeah, especially, especially like in spring trading. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. that's just not so. Like you, if you're making that deal and you're the Cubs the way the roster is situated, you're getting bullpen depth. That's what you're looking for. Like what? Like I don't under. I completely was baffled by how much people flipped out about that. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I mean, I'd rather they've gotten a prospect, but you know, whatever. But the, the, fun, the, mm. fun, the funny thing I thought was like, so after after that deal broke and I saw this stuff on Twitter, I went to lunch. Then I came back and saw. I did realize that Fowler had come back, and I saw Brett say something about how like. It had been the busiest day at Bleacher Nation of like the whole off season. I was like, man, people are really upset about Chris Coglin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say I was saying when the the call dropped earlier, but like my favorite part of that whole day was catching that vine of uh, Fowler walking out of the field, going like, "Y'all thought this show was over, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> 
And even people there, I think, I think Brett was actually there, and he was like, oh, I thought he was just showing up to say goodbye for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that thing that people do when they leave a team. Like, <laughs> they, they leave a team, but there's spring trainings on the other side of the country for their new team also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just thought I'd come, come by and say hi. I was in the neighborhood. Uh, you all want to play golf later? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not only was it awesome that he signed, but he signed such a good deal for the Cubs. Yeah, it's great. Not, oh, yeah, it's not, crazy. Not, not so much for him. But, no. Uh, I mean, his I'm, agent sure he's, I'm sure he's happy to come back, but his... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I bet he'd with be more buyout, happy if he accepted a qualifying offer. Yeah. With with the buyout, it was uh, $11 million for the year, I think, right? I think it was a little more. I feel like it was just a little less of the qualifying offer. It was like eight and five, right? Eight million for the year yeah. and then five of buyout. Yeah. Yeah. So it. Okay. So if he only plays in 2016, he'll get thirteen million. But if they accept the mutual option, which both teams have to agree to it, it's two years and seventeen million, which would just be insanely good. Yeah, but uh, but I imagine for all intents and purposes, it's one year, thirteen million, which is. Very good for Dexter Fowler. So, so did anyone ever figure out if the Cubs could uh, QO him again next year? Uh, I think the reason they included this option was so they could not. Okay, yeah, because that would suck if they did. Yeah, for him. For Fowler, for yeah, yeah, yeah. be great. Yeah, it's just uh, good, good to see that uh, this, this stuff is still alive and well on the anniversary of Andre Dawson signing his... Uh, uh, Blank contract. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think uh, Hayward's going to play any center this year, or do you think Fowler's going to play 160 in center? I mean, the whole whole lineup seems to be built so that people are going to be moving around constantly. I would be shocked if he didn't play some center. Yeah, I don't don't think he'll do more than, like, 20 starts or so, though. You know, and I I think it'll be, the center stuff will be more for, uh, to get Solaire in the lineup than anything else, I think. You know, of course, if Fowler gets injured, then then, then all bets are off. Yeah, then we'll yeah. Get more time it, for it. It would be interesting to see your man Baez do that because at least the first game he played in center field for spring training was quite the adventure. Yeah, he he said that was the first ball he had misplayed like all off season because he was playing in winter ball too. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, take that for what it's worth. But at least the scout said he looked pretty good and for the minute. Well, yeah, and play. I I know uh, I know John at Cubs then was saying that like. It, it, it seemed like the mistakes he were he was that he was getting good jumps that he was reading the ball well that like a lot of it was just inexperienced like the mistakes were just uh, in, mm-hmm. inexperienced like getting too eager trying to run down I didn't I didn't see the inning but uh, I think getting too eager that game yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but like getting too eager trying to chase down a ball over his head and uh, getting too close to the wall and then he missed it on a ricochet um, and then. He, not getting, and then he kind of just undershot uh, a shallower ball in front of him. I don't know, like, it, it, it all seemed like fairly forgivable mistakes from what John was saying. And yeah. the first inning of the first spring training game means basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, So exactly. it's it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about him. Yeah. Out there, I uh, no, I'm I'm still I'm still very excited about the uh, Javi Baez in center field era because uh, I, I think that. I think that could be a good thing. I don't know. I still, I, God, I, I don't know that there's been a player I've wanted to hit more, <laughs> like a prospect <laughs> I've wanted to hit more than 
then I want Baez to really catch fire. Like, that's... Uh, he's just such a fun personality. He's such a fun swing. Like, I just... I really want yeah. that guy to... Yeah. He still has prodigious power. It's just... They, like, there are so many people on that, this team. Yeah. That that moment from the playoffs when he hit the homer off Lackey, like I was in a comedy club bar and I was just screaming, <laughs> running around, high-fiving people who thought I was fucking crazy. It was just, it was the happiest baseball has made me in a very long time. I, that whole playoffs was something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, besides the Mets. Which... Yeah, I was pretty glad I was on travel for that series. It was pretty easy to... Ignore. Hey, still got my Game 5 ticket. Never used. <laughs> oh, man. I hope you have that hit away somewhere. I'd get very depressed every time I looked at it. So, should we talk about the other big free agent signing of the offseason? And by that, I oh, mean I, Shane I Victorino. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, power acquisition is what that is. Yeah. yeah apparently he's switch hitting again now. So, uh... so he can struggle from both sides of the plate? <laughs> Uh, you know, you, know you, have to, you have to be able to get on the field to uh, to struggle. Yeah. So, uh... You know, when you're when you're 85 years old, it is good to try and add more skills. Like that's. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is this is how far we've come. Three years ago, if the Cubs signed Shane Victorine like this, we'd be thinking, "Oh, this is intriguing. Maybe he'll <laughs> start for us. Maybe he'll spin him for value at the deadline." Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, I guess Iowa could use a backup left fielder, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was real surprised when he signed. Like, uh, like on his Roto World blurb, they just kind of assumed that he was going to make the roster as the fifth outfielder, and I was like, "What?" I sure hope not. Yeah, me yeah. too. Like you, yeah. Don't. Honestly, ha- this, hashtag don't trade bias. <laughs> this is this is a line uh, a roster that probably doesn't need a fifth outfielder because they have four in such heavy rotation. And so many people on this team can just, in a pinch, play left field or right field yeah, or center. That, that's one of the, the lead linings of the uh, the Fowler signing is that <laughs> we're, probably, we're probably not going to see Bryant playing center that much this year. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Which I kind of, is disappointing to me. I kind of like that. Yeah. But I mean, I'd rather just... He's probably he play the fifth base, option but... <laughs> on the team to play that now. You know, I'm just really, you know, with this lineup as it, as it's constructed, I'm just I'm just really concerned. I don't. Oh wait, I was gonna make an emergency catcher joke, and then I realized that it's just <laughs> too many catchers. <laughs> yeah. Too many fucking catchers. Yeah. <laughs> well, not even that. There's still what, what a Wilson Contreras too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every oh god, this lineup is so fucking good. I don't know That's how to handle thing. it. Like what? Tell me how this team loses ninety games this year. Like, well, it's 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 not that hard to see. Well, maybe not ninety games, but you know, we've yeah. We've, we've, I don't think there's any scenario where this team loses ninety games. But we, no. we, we we've got the blueprint of a uh, you know insane roster, uh, you know, doing sure. terribly in two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah. Where every one of the well, te- every one of the team got injured, and they still had a winning record. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the two thousand nine Cubs? Yeah. I, that was not a power roster, though. Like, that's not... Yeah, that that team was not... Like, that was a good team, and it fit together well, but it was not, like... The this, the starting lineup was not nearly as strong, and I feel like it, would, it was not nearly as deep a team as it as this team is. That oh, but the team strength of that team gave... was the rotation more than the offense, though. 
Yeah. Say, that team gave 400 plate appearances to Mike Fontenot. So. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... How great real is it really? I don't... Well, going into the season, I mean, like, we, we went a little nuts with the projections. I think I think our projection for him was to have him, like, as a four-war player or something, just because of mm-hmm. his defense and platooning. But, yeah, that was a little overboard. That's what I, that's what I started to learn to pump the brakes with stats. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you get an extra uh, war if your double play combination went to the same college, and so that's where we got mixed up there. Because Fontenot and Therio, didn't they both go to LSU? Oh, I, I never heard that. I'm almost certain that they played <laughs> oh, together yeah, they in the college, college World Series, even. Man, that rotation was just somewhere. Nuts. Somewhere, Bob yeah. Brenly just got half hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this team is just. Insane. Sorry, we're getting the explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just automatic. There's no reason to do it episode by episode. <laughs> Hey, Dexter Fowler just did a home run. We're up three to two. Awesome. I still, yeah. I just still, it still hasn't even sunk into me yet that Dexter Fowler is on this team. Still, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just so great. So, yep. So, of course, the biggest signing was uh, was Hayward. Uh, how how would you uh, uh, rate that on a scale of one to uh, six to midnight? It is incredible. <laughs> um, I would. I mean, I'm not. As crazy about the signing as everybody else is, just because I, I feel like when a lot of your value is rooted in corner outfield defense, I'm I'm dubious of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I understand that. But uh, I would I would all but also sort of the contri- the the correlating factor is that it is that he's young enough where it wouldn't be outrageous, especially given that he's headed to a smaller ballpark that, uh, you know, he could have, he could see an uptick in some power numbers and add some more value from his bat. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. I, I think it'll be like, I think I was, I was happy. I was excited about it. Uh, hashtag don't trade bias. Uh, but, uh, the, <laughs> But but it's still like I wasn't. I don't think that was the earth-shattering move, you know. It, it, it is the one that made kind of the other deals make a little more sense, though. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, at the time, I was pretty unhappy with the Zobrist and Lackey deals, to, much to my uh, later chagrin. You know, one one thing I thought that might be kind of weird to have such a high-profile guy coming in to a team that was just as tight-knit as last year's Cubs were. That you know, he just kind of. Know, wouldn't fit in for lack of a better word, but he already is, you know, all over like this David Ross Instagram business and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. it, it you know spring tra- it was like two days of the spring training, and it felt like he'd already been with the team for like five years. It's the power of David Ross, man. He brings people together. <laughs> yeah. You know, weirdly enough, that's the thing that's maybe happiest about the uh, the Hayward signing. You know, aside from all the war. <laughs> um, yeah. But actually, it's interesting you mentioned the. Um, uh, being disappointed with the Zobrist and Lackey signings, I thought those were kind of like the sneaky good moves. I think, like, I, I definitely think there's a lot of value there. I think having sort of uh, some people, you know, we all make fun of like the veteran leadership bullshit, but I mean, I do. It's a very young team, and I think you having sort of more established guys around helps, um, especially established guys that are likely to continue to have value. Like I thought those like for the price they got for them. I don't know. I was very, I was very happy to see both of those signings. 
I'm yeah, kind of I was surprised to hear you happy about Zobris since you're such a big Bias guy. I mean, hashtag don't trade Bias. Uh, but uh, I mean, I didn't necessarily. I, I figured as soon as they were talking about as soon as because there was a lot of rumors about them looking for like a a middle infield bat. You know, Zobrist was the popular name getting talked around, but I think if I remember correctly, there were other names they were looking at too. It just seemed like they were going to try Baez in the outfield anyway. So like, yeah. I think it was just more of a strategic thing. So like I, I had just assumed that the Cubs weren't going to sign Hayward and thought that, <laughs> and thought that these two deals meant that they weren't because they were just going to spend those money on those guys instead. Yeah. You know, if that was the sense like, Oh, like, Hey, we're going to spend money, but we're not going to go after, like, I figured Hayward was out. I, you know, they didn't get price. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Zimmerman signed real early, too. So I was like, oh, what are they doing? You know, they're just signing these, you know, 36-year-old guys. You know, are they really going for it? Or are they just signing big free agent deals? But, you know, now it fits in with the rest of what they were doing. But at the time, I was, you know, I just got the wrong kind of signals from it. I really like the Lackey deal. I don't like the Zobras deal as much, I think. How long was the Zobra steal? I feel like it was, what, three or four, four years? years? Four years. Four years, 56 million, which is a good amount to be paying a 38-year-old when, because at the end of this contract, he'll be making 14 million and he'll be 38. I mean, it's great right now, but we are stuffed in the infield. Yeah, that's even with trading Castro, too. It's like, yeah, let's yeah. trade Castro to sign a 35-year-old or wherever he is, and I was like... Okay, though not not that I'm super feely either way with respect to Castro. <laughs> sure, leaving right now. I was sad to see him go, but I think it's Hashtag probably don't best trade for Castro. everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was sad, but also kind of relieved because I was pretty tired of how just polarizing he had been. So finally, yeah. that's gone. He's gonna blossom this year. I believe it. He's a he's a he's a he's the unicorn and a core piece going forward. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see him do well somewhere else, and, you know, I think the Yankees even won that trade, but, you know, I'll, I'll be relieved to not see, you know, 5,000 people saying, come at me, bro, oh, whenever, whenever, Cast- he, whenever he does something good or something bad. Sorry, we're talking about Castro. I thought we were oh, still talking okay. about Baez. Sorry, one track mind. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> no. It'll probably happen with Baez, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, if, if Baez ends up on the Yankees and immediately becomes... Like a, it, it will it will be the most depressing baseball event. Uh, I think, out like non playoff <laughs> event <laughs> that I could that I think in my memory as a Cubs fan. I I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too invested <laughs> in him, but they'll only let you down. Yeah, I get it. Prospects will break my heart. Yeah, all right, Goldstein. Let's calm down. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I guess since we're talking about these deals, any any feelings either way on Adam Warren? <laughs> I like him. I think there's a non-zero chance he's a starter for the Cubs this year. Yeah, I think but, he's fine. I don't, I don't yeah. like that he's out of options, which I think is annoying. But yeah, that's pretty much my only complaint. The, the Cubs have like a, you know, apparently they've decided that, you know, getting tons of long relievers in the bullpen is the new market inefficiency. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane how many of them we have. Like it's it's good when they've got a few, but you know, when you got a lot of guys and you can't option all of them. No. You know, it's kind of weird. 
Like, we could put together a pretty competitive, like, 17-man pitching staff. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, I mean, I I don't know what the utility of having Iowa's best rotation is, but we probably will. Yeah, but most of them can't go to Iowa, right? I mean, look at these guys. Most of the guys are stretching out. I don't think Richard has options. Certainly Cahill and Wood aren't going to be sent down. That's true. That's very true. Warren can't be either. You know, so you got all these guys, but you know you have no flexibility with them. Um, I can't remember what team I was talking about. I was, I've been listening to the the B- BP uh, podcast that have been doing all the team previews, and they mentioned one team that was kind of screwed because they only had one guy in their bullpen that had options. So <laughs> it really complicated things a lot. I can't remember what team it was. Which about. which team is it? Oh. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I can't remember. Exciting times. <laughs> Yeah, podcast glory. But you know that that is kind of one thing you worry about when I mean, even if you have an eight-man bullpen, that you know it's nice to be able to get some guys on the Iowa shuttle sometimes. But if you don't have that Mm -hmm. many options, it kind of sucks. I think that's the only real question for this team. Like, oh, maybe it's will they carry a fifth outfielder? But the bullpen, there are just so many different things that could fit in there. And Neil Ramirez is out of options, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of scary. I like him a lot, but I don't know if there's room to to wait on him. It's He's okay, because his, it his, his shoulder will explode. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he'll kick that can down the road like a poor Christian Villanueva. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we've got another couple months to figure this out. Well, that kind of hit. Then we kind of hit all the main offseason moves, anyway. Um, is there any other yeah. minor moves that anyone wants to uh, comment on? Matt Burton. Matt Burton. Oh boy! Did, didn't he have did an me? He did. Right at the perfect it's unfortunate. time. <laughs> I mean, if there was a fifth outfielder, he made as good a sense as any because at least the half decade ago when he played in the majors, he was great against lefties, and that might be a sore spot for us. But. There's no, I mean, there's no chance, right? No, there's no chance. There's no chance. Hey, look, when you get a chance to put on your roster a guy that hit six doubles in a game uh, ten years ago, <laughs> yeah, you really to take it. You just got to do it. Like you can't, you can't let that lightning out of the bottle. <laughs> his first year in Japan, still though, his line was three forty nine, three ninety five, four ninety nine. Two hundred and fourteen wow. hits. He was incredible. And then he was Matt Merton the rest of the time. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if he had stayed in the majors. I always thought he was good enough to play on, you know, a lot of those say bad Cubs teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean he was a fine fourth outfielder that hit lefties. Yeah. Other than that, I think we did all the good moves. Well, no, Munenori Kawasaki is. I favorite, would love for him to make the team, but, but there's no, there's no chance in hell. Yeah. My my favorite Matt Merton thing is uh, they. Uh, I think this was just before they traded him, uh, but they there was the Cubs convention. I think it was like the two thousand. I can't remember if it was 2007 or 2008. I know DeRosa was there, but I, they did that um, Kathy and Judy's thing where they were just like, oh, here we go. We got, a, we got ball players. We're going to ask them a bunch of dirty questions. <laughs> and, like, they were asking about, like, their grooming habits. 
And the, Matt Martin said the weirdest thing. He talked about how the only hair on his body, other than like he shaved his face, but then he just he he just really liked shaving his arms, and that was all the, <laughs> the personal <laughs> thing. <that he> <laughs> It's just like I just like having smooth arms. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it'll, it'll probably help his bat speed. Hello? I mean, it works for swimmers. Yeah. All right. Anyone else we want to talk about? I think that's good for me. The only other guy I think they've got a billion guys in camp this year, even relative to other years. But the only other guy I hope uh, makes the team is uh, Edgar Olmos, just for all the Battlestar Galactica jokes. No. Yeah. I'm more of a stand and deliver type of guy, but. Uh... <laughs> Nonetheless. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see how he can makes it with, makes it with all the roster calculus that needs to yeah, be done. Yeah, there's, there's no way he makes the bullpen. Same with uh, Manny Parra, which I just kind of was, was like, why? <laughs> the Cubs signed him. <laughs> he, he would be yeah. a Wendy Rodriguez Hall of Famer, except that he'd never make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he sucked when I first saw him, and he sucked every other time I've seen the Cubs the Cubs play against him. I don't know. Maybe he was good, and he just sucks against the Cubs. But nope, he's got a four point nine ERA career, even as a reliever too. Guess, oh I yeah, they don't have those splits. Yeah, the first year he relieved, he had a five oh six. But I guess he's been not a dumpster fire the past three years, which I guess is not the way you want to be described. He's the fourteenth inning guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just have no idea how. There, there must be something in the stuff or something to have teams just keep giving him a shot. But I've never seen it, either in his numbers yeah. or while he pitches. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a middle reliever in Iowa. So there you go. I mean, I think that'd be a. I mean, even aside from his age, that'd be a waste of a roster spot in Iowa. That's true. I, I I mean I guess if you're the five guys you'd rather see all get injured in a freak boating accident, then maybe you'd need them. But all right, well that about covers the off season guys. That yep, it's going to be a hell of a year. I think yeah. we lost uh, Dave. Oh really? Shit. These technical difficulties Hello. brought to you by Slendertone. Brought to you by Verizon. Can you guys case. not hear me? Hey, now I'm back. Yay! Hey! What was it? There we go. Uh, I think the battery on my wireless headset was dying. I plugged it in and it started working again. Yay! Sweet. So now that you're here, it's time to end. <laughs> yeah! Uh, yeah, so Matt Merton uh, really likes to shave his arms. Basically, as long as we've covered that important point, this yeah, has exactly. been a successful podcast. Yeah. Okay, right. uh... So let's let's try this again in another week or two with a better better connection. We can talk about predictions and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. See you guys then. All right. Take it easy. See you later. And uh remember, um I got nothing. All right, bye. You listen to every word.